The internet has been talking about Depp versus Heard for the past two months. And after everything is played out, we finally decided to sum things up in case you missed anything. Or were unable to maybe set aside eight hours a day to watch the trial. We got you. So welcome to Cryptic Soup. We're going to start today's case now. You savvy? Sometimes drink whiskey in the mornings, too, right? Isn't happy hour any time? <laughs> you can't say that you carried cocaine in that box? No, but it looks like it would fit some cocaine. I, I, I once gave uh, Marilyn Manson a pill uh, so that he would stop talking so much. <laughs> you poured yourself a, um, a mega pint of red wine, correct? A mega pint? We're going to fast forward in time a little bit, Mr. Depp. Um, yes, I can feel it. I, I have other uses for your throat, which do not include injury. I have other uses for your throat, which do not include injury. Sorry, could you read that again? Hey, guys, welcome back. I'm Thena. And I'm Kylie. And we decided to do what you guys asked for and cover the Depp versus Heard trial. It's a big deal of 2022, so we're here, we're doing it. Um, if this isn't your jam, totally understandable. We'll see you in two weeks, because this week and next week we will be covering it. It'll be a two-pada. A two-pada. <laughs> um, but we just, it, it was impossible to try to sum it up in one week. So if it's not your style, that's totally fine. This week, next week, you get a break from us, and then we'll see you back here the next time after that. So I have a... um. A request. I had a request from a listener. Okay. And I totally forgot to tell you about it. But this listener was like, you need to make merch that says Tupata. And then I was <laughs> like, how would we do it, though? Like, would it just be like two dash parter and like normal like spelling? Or would it be like two and then P-A-H-R-T-A-H pa <laughs> so so listeners how should we spell this how do you spell pata? how would you spell someone else tupata? said it sounded like i say a d and you say a t so yours is like part ta ta and mine's like pada like very uh oh yeah i duh. think you do yeah we emphasize differently yeah so just that alone is pata. with this being such a big influential case um uh, i guess that's kind of a weird way to say it not influential but like a heavily covered case in the media and things like that there is a lot that you guys do know, but probably some you don't know. We are going to break it down in the easiest but fastest way possible to get you all the information. Maybe it's just random stuff you missed. And before we start in, I'm just going to tell you my source right here, right now. I watched every single day of the trial. Literally, their coworkers <laughs> know this. And we're like, yeah, don't even try because they're watching the case. Like D during work staff meetings, they would literally <laughs> pause and be like, hey, can you can you pause it for one minute? I'd be like, not yet. They're reading something. And they would like wait for me. I listened to this case every single day for eight hours a day. I did not miss a single moment. I rewatched certain parts. I did everything that I possibly could to get you guys. Honestly, the best summary of like summaries so that we'll condense it into like four hours or less, but we can we can get you the summary. You also said like you felt like it was like a show. 
Like it, you felt like it was a show at the end. And when it was ending, you're like, no, I, need I was more. emotional. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it felt like I was watching a TV show. I was so invested. So I set it up in a way that is kind of like the trial, but also an easier way to understand. In this part one, I start with the beginning, like kind of where this all took place and how it took place. Then I start with the actual trial. I break down who's in the trial, you know, the uh, both law systems that are in place there. Then I break down what the point of this is. I break down the opening statements. Johnny on the stand, Amber on the stand, Johnny's rebuttal on the stand, Amber's rebuttal on the stand. Then I break down every single testimony we hear. I bring up there's like, I think like 58 or something. I do mention every single witness. I might only give them one sentence if I felt only one sentence was necessary. I might have given them a little more than I do all the rebuttals again and then all the closing statements and then the verdict. So from start to finish, this will in both parts have everything, but it's a little bit easier to understand. So let's uh, start because it's it's a two So let's get into it. And keep in mind, too, I know absolutely nothing. I The only things that I know is what you've probably seen on social media like TikTok. Like I know really i know nothing yeah so you might be shocked about some of the random things i'll be like i didn't even know that happened or you'll be like i only knew about that because this joke yeah exactly (laughs) this whole event started in 2009 when depp had met heard on the set of the rum diary have you ever seen that nope it's uh maybe actually it's free on tubi right now what i guess wait before we start we gotta do it what's your favorite johnny depp movie hmm I mean, I absolutely love pirates. I was going to say, I want to say pirates, but like I we both have the same pirate movie, don't we? No, I have a third one. Oh, yeah. I like the second one the best. Yeah. OK, uh, if I couldn't pick pirates, let's say that I would say it's a tie between Sweeney Todd and Fear and Loathing. I really like Sweeney Todd. It's just so good. It's so good. And I'm a slut for musicals. <laughs> <laughs> I think my girlfriend would say Nightmare on Elm Street or uh, Corpse Ride. So, oh, yeah, you got to forget or you got to remember he also does voices. OK, what's your favorite Amber Heard movie? OK, I actually don't think I've seen any of the movies that she was in. So um, my favorite. Oh, wait, no, she was a uh, Zombieland. Zombieland. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> she's in Zombieland technically. <laughs> so my favorite Amber Heard movie is Syrup. But it's a movie that not a lot of people know. So if I had to name like a more uh, obvious one that she's in, I do really like The Stepfather because the guy from You, Joe Goldberg, is in that movie. Mm. And I really like Never Back Down. Sean Ferris and the dude from Twilight are uh, boxers. See, the thing is, is Amber Heard was in a lot of really iconic movies or like movies that I saw, but she was always just like kind of a background character. So I wouldn't really like a supporting role. Yeah, I wouldn't give her a lot of credit. The only na- movies I can name where she even was like a main character is uh, The Joneses, Syrup, and All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. That's literally it, probably. And I think I'm maybe one of like 10 people in the whole world that have seen those three. You say syrup weird. Syrup? Syrup? <laughs> and on that note, we're going to begin. <laughs> so it started when they met on the set of The Rum Diary. I have seen it. It's free on Tubi right now if you want to go watch it. Depp starred as. Paul Kemp, who is a journalist taking on a job in Puerto Rico, heard was playing. Chenault. I've even seen it and it still fucks me up. Chenault, a woman who's engaged to another man. And Kemp is immediately smitten with her as soon as he sees her and meets her. 
And The Rum Diary is a book by Hunter S. Thompson, who is in real life friends with Johnny Depp. So just another reason he got this role. Um, Heard says Depp came on to her while filming and Depp said, no, she came on to him. So already we got a little like, eh, this was kind of scandalous because they both were married also, remember. It's a whole lot of he said, she said. Very much. In a court filing, Heard wrote that she and Depp began dating uh, around the end of 2011, the start of 2012. Like it wasn't really for sure. So in 2012, Depp and his longtime partner, Vanessa Parody, publicly announced their separation. They had been together for 14 years. Long time in Hollywood. That is a long time. They had two children together, Lily Rose, who was born in 1999, and John Christopher, who was born in 2002. At the same time, Heard had split up with her domestic part- partner, Tasa Van Ray, in 2012. And Tasa is a female, so they weren't legally married. Um, what had happened was they started dating, they got engaged, gay marriage wasn't legalized, then it did become legalized. And there was a bunch of like controversy because they were in a state that was legal for a short time, but then they moved to a different state and that state, it wasn't legal in yet. And so people wonder if maybe just the timing was always wrong. So they had like a civil union, like fake marriage and everyone just knew they were domestic partners. So everyone just, you know, kind of essentially called them married, but they weren't technically married. In 2009, on September of 2009, USA Today reported that Heard was actually arrested on a charge of physical assault, uh, physically assaulting her girlfriend at the time, the Van Ree girl, at the Seattle Tacoma International Airport in Washington. Supposedly, the two got into a disagreement after Heard allegedly grabbed her and then hit her in the arm. This will come up in the trials, obviously, but at the time, it seemed like the cops kind of said, like, it's a lot of paperwork and everything else. And the courts were like, yeah, this is too much to deal with. And it got dismissed. Already, already <laughs> a good start from the from our uh, from our lovely police. <laughs> and at this time, when it did occur, her did make comments saying that she thought it was a hate crime on gay marriage and like uh, on just being homosexual and being lesbians at the time. Uh, the arresting cop was a lesbian. So that is something that also comes up in the court is a little bit debunked. Yeah. In 2014, Heard was spotted wearing an engagement ring and People Magazine reported that Depp and Heard were now engaged. I've heard that differently. I've heard that they spotted Heard wearing it and then they spotted Depp wearing Heard's ring on a necklace and mentioned that it was her ring. I don't really know. It would have taken me a long time to try to debunk that one. And that's not the focal point here. So I did just move on from it. In 2015, Depp and Heard got married at a private ceremony in their L.A. home after several years of dating. On May 21st, 2016, before filing for a divorce, Heard, so they they were only married 15 months, mind you. But I'm just breezing over that because that's not the focal point here. And we got a lot of notes to go through. So if it seems like I'm going fast, it's because I'm just giving you a preview of what life was like before, because we're going to get more into the nitty gritty as the trial goes on. May 21st, 2016, before filing for divorce, uh, Heard stated that Depp had physically abused her during their relationship. She said it's usually while under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Heard claimed there was an incident that had recently taken place in 2016 where Depp had thrown his phone at her, leaving her with a bruised face because of a massive fight they had. This fight is the who pooped the bed incident. Most people know because of hashtag Amber Turd and everything else that was all over the <laughs> Internet. 
So what happened was following Amber Heard's 30th birthday event, there was a fight about poop being in their bed. Depp was two hours late for her birthday party that night. And so he ended up leaving the property because they were kind of arguing out front and she was upset that he was late. So instead of being there and being late, he was like, I'm just going to dip because I can see this going negatively already. Like, I'm not going to deal with this. When that happened, his security guard came up front to get him and it was like his security guard slash driver. And instantly the guy was like, what is wrong with your face, Johnny? You need to take a picture. And Johnny's like, what do you mean? What's wrong with my face? And he's like, Johnny, you have to take a picture of your face for legal reasons for proof and johnny's like but of what like i don't get it well they snap a photo you can go back and find this photo johnny had a black eye but supposedly the story is that amber had a black eye because he threw his phone at her so already it's a little like messy and stuff but at least johnny has the proof the next day heard and her friends left and went to coachella to celebrate her birthday weekend and hilda vargas johnny's longtime housekeeper of many many years called him and she informed him essentially that someone had pooped the bed. She claimed instantly she knew it was human feces and that's why she called him because it was so like repulsive. I mean, you can tell. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Following this fight on May 23rd, 2016, Heard filed for divorce from Johnny Depp and four days later, she obtained a temporary restraining order. She was granted this because she showed up to California court with a bruised face. Depp denied all the accusations and through his representatives, he asserted that Heard's abuse allegations were an elaborate hoax to cost him his career and reputation at the time. October 16th, 2016, a $7 million settlement was reached out of court in Heard's favor and Heard claimed that she would donate this to charity. That's where we start to see the really big problems with what Amber Heard is saying because we will find out where the $7 million, well, we, we actually never find out where it went, but we kind of find out where it went. But just put a pin in it. She said, yay, I get $7 million. I'm going to give it to charity. By 2017, they were officially and legally divorced, finally. The Hollywood Reporter reported that there was a non-disparagement clause inserted into the settlement that prevents either party from saying anything negative about the other and their high-profile relationship and their breakup as they jointly released a statement saying the relationship and the breakup was a mutual split. So instantly, they can no longer talk bad. They can't say what happened in this relationship. Legally. Yes. Yes. Well, that's where things went super downhill really fast. If they would have left it at that, all would be well. We wouldn't even have an episode. We'd be done right now. But in December of 2018, Amber Heard wrote an op-ed, which is an opinionated piece for the Washington Post, saying she was abused. And the headline was, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. In 2019, Depp filed a defamation lawsuit against Heard for $50 million for defamation over the Washington Post article. The lawsuit said that Heard was not a victim of domestic abuse, and she's actually the perpetrator. Now, in the article, she never says Johnny's name, and that's brought up a lot because she always just says, like, he, my ex, my my ex-lover, my ex-person, my old flame. Like, she will do anything to avoid saying anyone's name. Mm -hmm. Now, the lawsuit started because of him being like, she is not a... a a person and I can tell this is about me. She or I'm sorry, he Depp, denied that he ever abused her. 
In a court filing, they attempted to dismiss Depp's defamation suit against her and Heard detailed multiple instances of alleged abuse. And she said they occurred during her marriage and referred to him as the monster in a magazine called The Variety. Heard claimed that she still had scars on her arms, feet, and like on her from an incident where Depp allegedly threw a ping pong table at her and dragged her through broken glass. This lawsuit partially becomes what turns into the 2022 lawsuit, like the the Washington Post one did. In January 2020, there were videos of Heard talking about hitting Depp and they went public. And she claims it doesn't count. That's that infamous video that we all hear where she goes, Johnny, Johnny, tell them, oh, I, Johnny Depp, am a victim of abuse. Johnny, I didn't fucking hit you. I, I didn't even close my fist, Johnny. What do you want, Johnny? Oh, you really think I'm hitting you? That infamous video. And she's like, you're not being abused. Suck it up. Be a man. The, the very toxic video we've heard. That went viral instantly. On July 7th, 2020, there was a three-week United Kingdom libel trial that began. Depp was fighting the news group newspapers, specifically the publish the publisher called The Sun. And when he started this fight, it was a it was over the 2018 article in which they called him a wife beater. And that was the exact term they referred to as him. This is different than the Washington op-ed, okay? They're the same year, but I don't want to get it mixed up. So this is like the Washington op-ed comes out where Amber says her piece. So then the Sun, which is kind of like a Hollywood Insider type magazine, if that makes sense. The Sun was like Johnny Depp, wife beater, accused of this, you know. And right. it was it was the big font on the front. Extra, extra, read all about it. Precisely, and they were referencing Depp and Hurd's former marriage. So Depp, obviously upset about this, sued the publisher and the Sun's executive editor, Dan Wooten, for slander. As you would. Yeah. On November 2nd, 2020, the UK court ruled against Johnny Depp and said that, you know, the Sun had the right to do that. Three months after the blockbuster trial had began what we thought was going to be a huge deal in 2020, it ended. Judge Justice Nicole ruled that the son was correct in reporting that Depp was violent towards his ex-wife, Amber Heard. In November 6, 2020, Johnny Depp announced that he had been asked to resign from his role as Grinwald in Fantastic Beasts 3 by Warner Brothers. On November 25, 2020, Johnny Depp and his legal team had hoped to overturn the court's ruling with an appeal, but the judge refused to grant Depp the permission to appeal against the judgment. His reasoning why, as the judge said, was, I do not consider that the proposed grounds of appeal have a reasonable prospect of success. So he's essentially saying, I'm right and you're wrong, Johnny. And the fact that you're fighting it is super disrespectful. You're going to lose. So just don't do it. Right. <laughs> Even though he's whew, OK. <laughs> Literally. A, yeah. The judge also ordered Johnny Depp to make the initial payment of six hundred and thirty thousand pounds, which would be the equivalent at the time to $841,733 to newsgroup newspapers, aka the publishers of The Sun, to cover their legal fees. So not only did he lose the, the trial, he, he had, had to, to cover the, the fees of the people pay. that he was fighting against. Right. Mm-hmm. After he just paid Amber Heard $7 million also. Poor Johnny. 
In March of 2021, Johnny Depp was once again denied permission to appeal against the high court ruling in the Court of Appeals in London because he he was allowed so many like times to start trying to fight it. And he he did. He used every single one of his tries or he has used all of them that have been available so far. Depp and his lawyers submitted an application to the Court of Appeals in London, which is the second highest court in the land, to obtain permission to contest the high court ruling that he assaulted his ex-wife. So he's still fighting it at this point in 2021. However, the Court of Appeals judge again denied Depp's applications, saying the original hearing was full and fair and that the trial judge gave thorough reasons for his conclusions, which have not been shown even arguably to be vitated by any error of approach or mistake of law. It's not good for Johnny at this point because no. now everyone's starting to think if he keeps losing all these things, he's obviously guilty, obviously, right? Right. He's obviously the one that's wrong. Because why else would he keep losing? During the evidence given at the application hearing, Johnny Depp's lawyers said that they had not received a fair trial and presented fresh evidence that alleged that Amber Heard lied about donating her $7 million divorce settlement to char- charity. They nice. said that that didn't happen. So where's the money, right? Okay. We're not there yet. Keep your Fuck pen. Fuck ton of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> In 2021, Johnny Depp filed a defamation lawsuit again, this time against Amber Heard directly in response to the op-ed she wrote for the Washington Post that detailed her experiences with domestic violence. Depp's name wasn't mentioned, like I said, but the article was widely interpreted as being directly about Johnny Depp. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> In January of 2021, Heard countersued Depp for $100 million and she motioned to move the case to California. That was denied. So it stayed in That's Virginia. That's kind of a fuck ton of money. Like, really? <laughs> and I like that on top of all of it, they're like, yeah, no. we're not going to move it for you, girl. Right. <laughs> she was just like, excuse me? Yeah. So. That brings us up to date. That gives you some background info, because if I just started on the trial today and you didn't know all that, when I start throwing random pieces of that in, you would have been very confused. So that's a quick summary of it. Let's start in the 2022 trial era now. It brings us up to date on what we know about the past. So Heard and Depp's $100 million lawsuit is going on. Depp and Heard's defamation lawsuit was set to begin on April 11th, 2022 at the Fairfax County Courthouse in Virginia. The trial was set to last for seven weeks at the Fairfax County Court. Were you in Virginia or Vermont? Where are you from? (laughs) I was in Virginia. Okay. Do you know where this is? Fairfax? No. Okay. Yeah, I told everyone you were in Vermont. I loved to lie on accident. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, I've never been to Vermont. (laughs) I don't even know where Vermont is. I don't know where Virginia is, really. Like, I kind of know the general area, but I couldn't, like, point to them exactly, probably. Oh, really? Virginia's by, like, the Carolinas, right? Yeah. Vermont's, like, Rhode Island. Vermont's north. It's in that little cluster northern. area. Yeah, right? northern, right? <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> We're getting somewhere. I don't know. I I learned geography in... Oh, like, fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Less than that, I feel like. I feel like it was fourth grade. And then you just never touch it again. You're like, nope. Yo, you know this, right? Okay, moving yeah. on. <laughs> the court case began with opening statements from Heard and Depp's lawyers. On the stand on April 20th, 22, Johnny, for the first time, took the stand in court and said that Heard had a need for violence during their relationship 
such as shoving him, throwing glasses of wine in his face, things like that. When the arguments do finally start, Depp said that he would try to extract himself from the situation, sometimes locking himself in the bathroom to get away. Depp said that Heard was the real abuser in the relationship, and it changed the relationship by her making little digs, demeaning name-calling, things like that. And Depp felt like he was suddenly wrong about everything and suffered an endless parade of insults. So that's the background info. The legal teams that was happening... The judge is Judge Penny Azkarat. Is that how I did it? Oh, as as great as you know, you would know. I've heard this so many times and I still can't do it. All right. I called her Judge Penny the whole time or I called her Judge Judy 2.0. So (laughs) I did change a lot of my notes because I kept calling her Judge Judy or Judge Winnie the Pooh. I do love her Winnie the Pooh backpack. She is wholesome. She is a well-known judge in Virginia's 19th Judicial Circuit. I read so much about her. She's phenomenal. Depp's legal team was Ben Chu, who previously had represented Cher and two Olympic gold medalists. So this isn't his first time around celebrities. Camille Vasquez. Everyone knows who Camille is now. She is very important. And then their team, which consisted of Stephanie Calnan, Rebecca McDowell, LaCroix, Uralyn, Minna, Jessica Myers, and Samuel Monez. Heard's legal team consisted of Ben Rottenborn, who previously had clients like Warner Brothers, New Line Cinema, and Wells Fargo. So also very big companies. Adam Nadelhaft and Elaine Braderhoft. The jurors' names are supposed (laughs) to be sealed for one year due to this being a high-profile case. This actually came out later in the case because they knew they were supposed to be sealed. And I think it was originally said for six months. And then I think it was Amber that actually petitioned them to be for one year. And that was a little controversial because people are like, is it so that she thinks like they're more willing to side with her? Because like Depp fans wouldn't be mad then and the jurors feel like they could pick her. Do you see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I see what you mean. That's what some people speculated. So what happened in this case is it was not just going to be a case of who's innocent and who's guilty. The judge would explain that the fact the jury has to agree unanimously on several different points. And then each point would be its own situation so that it's easier to keep them separate. And then they will factor into the concept as a whole. And once that is figured out and how much of them are yes and no's, it'll have a true determination of who is more... Kind of like innocent and guilty, I guess it's a good way to explain it. And then how the damages of the settlements will be factored in. Like more in the wrong. Yeah, because even though they're suing for like 50 million, 100 million, 150 million, they might only get a dollar. They might get 150 million. Like you you don't know. So much money. <laughs> there were nine jurors when it began. I heard there was 11. I might have botched that. I'm really sorry if I did. But there was nine jurors and there were seven in the end. I will mention the statistics of the jurors. Juror one was a male Asian 20 to 30s. Juror two, male Asian 20s. Juror three, male Asian 20 to 30s. Next dismissed, juror four, female black 40s. Juror five, female Asian 20s. Juror six, male white 60s. Juror seven, male white 20s, 30s. Juror eight, female, white, 50s, dismissed, juror, nine, male, Asian, 40s. Interesting. It is a very interesting mashup, mix-up, makeup. Yeah. 
The jury could take as much time as they want to reach the verdict once closing arguments are done, and they can make the claim that neither party has efficient evidence. One party does. They can call it a win-win, a lose-lose, a win-lose, a lose-win, essentially a draw. Or if all seven jurors cannot unanimously come to a decision, a mistrial. Wouldn't that have been a doozy? <laughs> People would have been pissed. Although I I have feelings of what's going to happen next. I feel like there's going to be appeals. I feel like people are not pleased with the results. Mm. So let's begin the opening arguments. The opening statement signaled that this trial, which could last up to six weeks, it, it would last up to six weeks, sorry, not could. It would be ugly and that both sides will accuse the other one of lying. Johnny Depp's lawyers said that no one has ever accused or hinted that Depp has been violent with other women. Heard's attorneys said that the evidence will show that Heard did suffer abuse, including physical, emotional, psychological, and sexual. Camille Vesquez went first and she said, you're going to learn that Heard is a profoundly troubled person who manipulated people around her, just like she manipulated Mr. Depp. Camille told the jury that Heard had taken an act, taken into acting a role of the lifetime, and now she can't back down from the ag- allegations she had made. Second up was Ben Chu. Ben Chu said today Johnny Depp's name is associated with a lie that he abused his ex-wife. Chu said that the case is about devastate, how devastating words can be when uttered publicly. He says it can ruin your reputation, career, and life. Chu mentions that no previous person or ex had accused Depp of ever being violent with women. Next up was Ben Rottenborn for Heard. He said, you're going to see who the real Johnny Depp is behind the fame, behind the pirate costumes. I am sorry Amber will have to relive it, but that is the case Depp chose to bring, and we're not going to stand by and let them sling mud and make inflated false statements. Rottenborn predicted a weeks-long spectacle trial about the most intimate details of the couple's 15-month marriage. Last was Elaine, Elaine from the memes. <laughs> Elaine spent much of her opening statement reviewing some of the low lights of the testimony from Depp's 2020 libel case against the Sun tabloids in London because she was a star witness there. And remember, he lost. Including descriptions of their volatile relationship, the mul- multiple fights, the massive drug alcohol consumption, the possible dog poop found in the bed and many other details from the original accusations including where he supposedly beat her up on May 21st, 2016 in the downtown Los Angeles penthouse. After the opening statements were done, Johnny Depp was called to the stand and Johnny Depp's testimony was began. Depp originally started with talking about many different things, but the first big trigger was when he talked about how his finger was severed, which happened in in a fight about a month after his 2015 wedding, where Heard and him had, well, he was already in Australia, Heard flew out to Australia to visit him because he was filming the fifth installment of Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Didn't know that was filmed in Australia, by the way. Makes sense, but didn't know that. It's weird to think about it there. Yeah, I I, would think like... I guess I was going to say I'd think about an island, but Australia literally is one giant big island. Yep. (laughs) That's literally what it is. (laughs) I mean, anything's an island, I I would have thought, like, <laughs> but I don't know, like every other movie, like New Zealand or something. Yeah, it just seemed like that was, but I guess New Zealand's a little too green, maybe too luscious. They maybe. needed a little bit more sand and stuff. Well, because it was supposed to be that, and it was supposed to be like. I'm just surprised it wasn't in like the Bahamas or Aruba yeah. or something like that. Aruba. Aruba, Jamaica. <laughs> 
Depp said that he was staying in a large house in Australia and remembered locking himself in at least the nine bedrooms and bathrooms that day as she was banging on the doors and screaming obscenities and wanting to have a physical altercation. That's a quote from Johnny. At that point, Depp said that he had been sober from drinking for some time, but noted that the stress of the situation caused him to go into the bar of the house and pour himself a few shots of vodka. He continued saying that Heard followed him to the bar and started yelling at him for starting to drink again. She proceeded to throw a bottle of vodka at him. He said that the bottle flew past his face and smashed on the ground behind him. Depp said that he then went back to the bar, picked up a larger bottle of vodka, which he mentions at one point, one time, he says, a handle of vodka. Like, he literally said it, like, one time, and that's going to become so vital to Amber Heard's lawyers, the fact that he called it a handle. Okay, so he picked up this larger bottle of vodka that was not a handle, but he called it a handle on accident, and he continued to pour himself another drink. He then heard, heard, he, 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 he could hear, heard, pick up, <laughs> I'm so sorry, that's going to throw me off anytime I have to say anything like that, pick up a second bottle, and then she threw that one at him. This time, when he, like, went to raise his hand, the bottle made contact with his hand, and it ended up slicing off part of his middle right finger. Depp does later testify that he lied to his doctors about how the tip of the right middle finger was cut off rather than telling them that Heard threw the vodka bottle at him. Depp then later testified that Heard was also responsible for the fecal matter found on their shared bed in the fight at which he said he was leaving her. The actor alleged that the incident happened following the fight after the dinner party for Heard's 30th birthday on April 21st, 2016, how we originally heard. And again, it seems like I'm going really fast through these things. It's because the arguments back and forth don't happen really until later. So now I'm just giving you all the layers of the cake and then we'll start putting them together. When Depp was asked about the pooping the bed incident, this is what he had to say. My initial response to that was I, I laughed. I was it was so outside. It's bizarre and grotesque. The only thing I could do was laugh. Because he, like, literally got texted a picture of the poop in the bed. Right. So according to Depp, Heard blamed the fecal incident on Pistol and Boo, her two dogs. And Johnny Depp found this ridiculous. He said, She brought up the fecal matter on the bed and she tried to blame it on the dogs. They're teacup Yorkies. They weigh about four pounds each. I lived with those dogs. I picked up their funk. It was not the dogs. I didn't put it in here, but he does make a joke like way later where he's like, they each weigh four pounds. The poop was bigger than four pounds. It was not the dog's poop. Like (laughs) he like says like a little comment about how big it was compared to the dogs. When Depp and Heard had reached the divorce settlement in 2016, Heard announced that she was going to donate the entirety of the seven million dollars to charity. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Let's take the pen out. Let's talk about it. She said the money would be split between two organizations, the American Civil Liberties Union and the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles. Only one of those payments was from her directly, and it was a payment of $350,000 in August of 2016. After that, there was another payment of $100,000, but it was a check from Johnny directly. And then there was a $500,000 check from a donor-advised fund at Vanguard 
an investment management company, and then later a $350,000 one from a donor advised fund at Fidelity, another investment management company. Mind you, that's owned by Elon Musk. Right. I'm sorry, but okay, so we have two 350,000s, 100,000 and 500,000. That is not 7 million. Nope. I'm not good at math, but I can do that and tell you it's not. Yep. Not even close. So that's where that's where the whole donation thing was. And Amber will continue to claim that she donated it. There's also an infamous ice cream photo we all hear about. And Johnny Depp sitting cross-legged on a leather sofa propped up by some mismatched pillows. He's passed out on the couch. There's ice cream melting down himself. His like hand is in the the ice cream kind of and it's like toppled over and it's melting down his pants. And Do you know the photo by the chair? Nope. Okay. Never saw the photo. With this and he his head's like thrown back. You can obviously tell that he is not awake. You can tell that he is passed out. So the claim is, is that Heard took this photo in 2014 in Boston while Depp was shooting Black Mass. And Heard's lawyers are going to try to claim that he was passed out from drugs. Johnny said he was asleep and staged in the photograph to try to defame him further. And he goes on record to say. Passed out is an interesting way of putting it. Maybe asleep. Miss Heard asked me to hold the ice cream when she noticed I was on the nod. That means falling asleep from the 17 hour day I worked and also the opioids I had ingested. You will notice my right hand is in my pocket, so I wasn't participating in the festival of ice cream. I was holding her ice cream. And because she knew what would happen, I would fall asleep. That was a wonderful picture to take for her. I don't know why she took it. The festival of ice cream. (laughs) One of my favorite sentences. I love him. (laughs) It's just such a good one. He's Um, so she he's such a theatrical person. You don't even like you don't realize how much he is his characters. His characters. (laughs) Yes. Um, So it is like a very up in the air picture because it does look like he has passed out from drugs or something like he looks very out of it. But also if he was doing opioids and he just worked a 17 hour shift in the heat in Boston and stuff, I can also see that being the reasoning why he has passed out. I mean, I've passed out from just walking in 70 degree weather here because it's hot. It sucks. Yes. <laughs> well, Amber's claim is no, he was doing a bunch of drugs. He does say that he was doing op- opioids. Um, mm. So I assume she's saying like, no, he was doing harder drugs and alcohol. But also, I, I've also done that, though, where, like, I would do D-R-U-G-S, let's say, hypothetically, I would do some. And I'm, like, starting to eat, and then I kind of, like, don't finish it, or I forget that it exists. Probably wouldn't do that with ice cream, though, because it's cold. I would feel it, I would think. So, I don't know. It is a very, hmm, like, speculatable thing, but it seems to me, as a completely outsider with no personal interest in the matter, a little bit more staged than not. Interesting. The court was then pro pro, pro presented. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying Sound to say produced. <laughs> <laughs> the court was presented with another photo from 2013 and it appeared to show like a glass coffee table, right? There's a bottle of alcohol. There's four very clean lines of cocaine, like already, you know, in the lines ready to be taken. There's some tobacco, there's newspaper, there's CD on the table. There's also like a tampon container. And when I say a tampon container, like um, I'm talking. So you buy a box of tampons and they're in their little 
slivers of material, whether it's like paper or plastic, and then you open it and there it is. You know, you have your little squeegee boy that's going inside you and then it's a little plastic home that's sitting squeegee around it. boy. <laughs> that like plasticky thing is what's sitting on this table. Okay. Without a tampon in it? I can't see a tampon in it, but I'm not going to say if there was or wasn't because maybe I just didn't have a clear enough photo to zoom in. Yeah. I did not see the string that would lead me to believe there was a tampon in it, though, no. Okay. But I'm going to call it the tampon container. But now you guys have been explained what a tampon container is. If that doesn't make sense, DM me and I will fucking show you what a tampon container photo is. It's like a tampon. um, What's the word I want? It's what you use to insert it in yourself. Applicator. Applicator. Inserter is not a word. I wanted it to be an... The it's little not, red line well, just mean, kept it, popping up telling inserter? me that's not. Yeah, inserter is not a word. Insertation is. It kept saying the tampon insertation, but that sounded worse. Mm-hmm. Applicator. <laughs> yeah, applicator. Depp acknowledged when cross-examined that the photo was taken at a time when he had, quote unquote, fallen off the wagon. This photo will later get examined again when Hurd's on the stand, but essentially that's all that comes originally when Depp's on the stand. He's just like, yeah, that happened when I fell off the wagon. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, you're right. That picture makes me look bad. So that is essentially the big key points that got hit while Johnny was on the stand the first time. Then we hear from Amber. Amber approaches the stand on May 4th, 2022. How mad are you that it was on the 4th? Disrespectful (laughs) to all Star Wars fans across the world. Disrespect. Heard took the stand for the first time. During her testimony, she was asked by her lawyers whether she recalled the first time Depp Depp had struck her, which she promptly responded with. Yes, I was sitting on the couch and we were talking. We were having a normal conversation. There was no fighting, no argument, nothing. And he was drinking. Heard began saying stuff like that. And then she said that Depp was also probably using cocaine at the time because there was, and I quote, this is her term, a vintage jar of cocaine on the table inside their house. It's it's just a jar that looks cool. <laughs> it's just a jar. Okay. I saw it in photos. It's just a fucking jar, y'all. <laughs> it's just a fucking jar. It's a jar from Pier 1. <laughs> Nothing special here. <laughs> Heard said that she had asked Depp about the contents of a tattoo, which he has on his arm. The wino tattoo. Kylie, do you know what the wino tattoo is if I refer to that? All right. So early in the 90s, we all know that he was in a movie called Edward Scissorhand and he was dating Winona Ryder and him and Winona Ryder had fell in love. They started dating for a while and he tattooed on his arm Winona forever. Over time, it did start to fade and he eventually changed it to Wino forever. Really? Yes. By the way, if you didn't know this also, Winona Ryder is not her real name. Really? Yes. She was listening to an album one day and she changed her name to Winona Ryder. Her real original name was, um, I think Winona might be her real name, but Horowitz is her last name, like Cher Horowitz from Clueless. And she ended up changing it um, because she was listening to an album and she said like, oh, like, should I change my name? And they were like, oh yeah, you should. But what would you change it to? And whoever she was listening to, uh, the last name of that music person was something writer. And she was like, hmm, writer. Yes. Yeah. So there's that. 
That's interesting. Yes, her name was Winona Laura Horowitz. Huh. Laura, you know. Laura, you know. <laughs> I tell you, I got, I got knowledge, kid. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you really do. It's not useful, but I got it. <laughs> you will win at trivia. Oh, yeah. Invite me to your trivia nights, guys. Please give me a use for my brain. So essentially in this story, though, what's happening is Amber saying like, oh, I asked him about that tattoo. And it's, you know, a very emotional piece for him because it originally was Winona's tattoo. And Depp said the tattoo had the phrase, you know, like, why no forever? Heard says she didn't hear him. So she's like, you know, she laughed because she's like, like, what, what did you say? Like, you didn't say what I think you just said. And in response, she said he slapped her across the face. Heard said her initial reaction was to laugh in the moment because she was unsure what just happened and thought he still had to just be joking. She testified that uh, Depp then slapped her a second time across the face and said to her, you think it's so funny, bitch. You think you're a funny bitch. Also heard testified that Depp once grabbed her, um, or I'm sorry, not grabbed her, grabbed one of her pet dogs. I think it was Boo, if I remember which one correctly. And he held it out of a moving car window while howling like an animal in March of 2013 after doing cocaine and getting drunk. Since that testimony, though, people on the Internet love doing things. And there was video footage shown somewhere on TikTok where Herd is seen smiling in the car and she's also holding the other small dog by the open window of the same moving vehicle that this allegedly happened and like it didn't happen at all like she said it did. Shocking. Poor Yorkies. <laughs> Poor Yorkies, yes. I love Yorkies. Amber Heard said Johnny Depp would often self-harm during fights using knives to cut himself and putting out lit cigarettes on himself. That is what the scar on his cheek is from is supposedly him putting a lit cigarette out on his face. Then the Elon Musk stuff got brought up. Heard said that she became friends with Elon Musk, whom she later did date, after her then-husband, Depp, had stood her up for the Met Gala red carpet in 2016. She said he stood her up because the couple had a huge fight, and that's also what led to the end of the relationship. Again, that's the who-pooped-the-bed fight. Heard said when she met Musk, she didn't even recognize him. She was later, like, sitting at a table, and, like, their tables were really close, and... She noticed him and she's like, who, who's that guy again? What, what does that guy do? Why is he here? And someone's like, oh, you know, he's that billionaire that does this and this. Literally and she, the most famous person <laughs> in the world. And she was just like, oh, I'll go talk to him. <laughs> she just got up in that gal and went and talked to him. Okay. Earlier, we also talked about the photos that were presented in court and the falling off the wagon photo with the, the cocaine and the tampon um, insertational device. And applicator. <laughs> Or that, whatever you feel frisky <laughs> enough to call it. Um, and this photo has the four lines of cocaine, the ID, the tampon, everything like that. Well, not tampon, the container. The lawyers asked Heard if Depp had taken the cocaine. And she goes on this fucking dumb ass rant where she's like, well, obviously he has not done the cocaine. It is in the photo. And they were like, OK, yes, but like, is it in the photo because he's going to do the cocaine? And she's like. Well, I don't know if he's going to do the cocaine because it's still in the photo. He's still falling. I would assume. OK, so how you do cocaine? And she starts explaining how you do cocaine, like how what? you snort it. Oh, my God. And then they're like, OK, so 
what's with the tampon? We heard there's a story about the tampon. She's like, oh, well, actually, he uses that tampon container to snort the cocaine instead of using money. Like you put that in your nose and use it to and sniff and get the cocaine up. Okay. 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 So Amber says that her sister, Whitney Henriquez, taught Johnny Depp how to snort cocaine with an amp a tampon applicator. Oh, I did use the word applicator. Yeah, you said it right there. <laughs> I got there eventually. See, that's, you just gotta give me time. That's funny. <laughs> During their relationship, as a that was like how he got taught that and why there was the tampon container there. And supposedly that's that's the whole thing is like he obviously was going to do those because the tampons there the cocaine's there and that's how johnny learned to do it is from the sister and he's gonna do it right that makes sense right okay yeah so also i want you to keep in mind that it sounds like johnny and whitney amber's sister have a good relationship at this point but you will also figure out this comes after the staircase incident so that's very odd you just got to keep that in mind Heard said she took that picture in her apartment in California in 2013. They do also ask a few questions being like, why isn't anyone in the photo then? Like if Johnny was going to be doing this, why isn't he sitting there? Like, right. Was he even home? Like you don't even see anyone's feet under the glass table. There's nothing. And she's like, well, yeah, because he's getting ready to do it. He's not doing it yet. And they're like, no, I know. But like, okay, no. So you put cocaine you put the jar on the table. It's like a very staged photo. Right. <laughs> Especially with the lines like being 100% ready and no one being there. Right. To take them. It's just it's it's very odd. If you think that your significant other has this drug problem and they're doing these drugs all the time. Why don't you take they a photo right of there. them doing the drug or like a video of them right. doing the drug? It would be so fast and easy to just snap the photo while his head is down and he's snorting the cocaine. Right. Rather than just pictures of cocaine and very nice lines on the table. Yes. Depp's lawyers had presented the love letter that Heard had left for Depp. <laughs> there are parts of this we've all heard, but certain parts were her saying, I want to rip you apart, devour you, and savor the taste. The lawyers then talk about the second letter because they thought that that obviously was like a uh, threat, how she said that. I'm, maybe this is just me, but in that letter, I'm going to side with Amber Heard. If my significant other was like, I want to rip you apart, devour you and savor the taste. I don't think that's a threat. I think they're Johnny's hitting so on me. Poetic. But yeah, that was Amber. Amber wrote that. Oh, to Johnny. And that's another thing. That's how Johnny talks. So I feel like Amber would say that like, right. You know, that yeah. didn't. I'm not trying to be rude, but I kind of am totally OK with that one. Yeah. But then the second letter came out and she all of a sudden starts apologizing in the second letter for her part in hurting Johnny, hurting their relationship and how their relationship failed because of her hurting him and hurting everything, blah, blah, blah. And that's when it's like, oh, okay, wait a minute. And these letters were like from the same day and like same time period. So that's when it gets very odd that these letters exist. Heard was then quizzed about the late night visits um, that she would have. Depp's lawyers brought these up. The infamous one is James Franco in the hotel elevator where he like lays his head on her shoulder. Heard said that James Franco once visited her apartment late at night after she had a fight with Johnny Depp because Franco was their next door neighbor. And I, I mean that like 
literally he lived the next door down in their apartment like you you pass his door when you get off the elevator to get to their door literal neighbors not like down the street i don't picture them living in apartments yes (laughs) james franco is way too big to live in an apartment and they both talk about how they lived in penthouses but they also lived on the same floor so no one's living in an apartment with that type of money (laughs) but but what i don't understand is they say they lived in penthouses but they lived on the same floor i thought a penthouse was the whole floor maybe i just don't understand yeah no no no. i agree isn't that what yeah okay i i just don't understand how money works sometimes i guess um, poor, poor problems. <laughs> I know. God forbid. And I'm wondering, you know, maybe these aren't their main homes, and that's why they're they just you know they're in the, between the side. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess that would make sense because if if you had like an apartment downtown for when you were like shooting, so it was mm-hmm. like more convenient, and then you had your actual home like outside of the city. Well, and no offense to celebrities, but they love redoing everything. So maybe like. Even something as simple as like, I'm getting a new fridge put in tomorrow. I'm just going to not stay at the house. Yeah. I don't want to deal with all those people. I'll just let my security guards deal with it. There's so many reasons. That's true. That they might have multiple places. And at this time, Johnny does have multiple uh, living places because actually Heard was renting out his living places for like free of charge or no or little charge to a lot of her friends. So, like, I think it was, like, upwards of 13 or 14 places he owned or, like, had. Jesus. Which is kind of funny to think that if he has 13 or 14, they're staying in just a random penthouse where they have a neighbor. I get it, your neighbor's James Franco, but you still have a neighbor. You still, it's still a person. <laughs> yeah. So, this whole scenario is that Depp is accusing her of cheating with James Franco. And she claims, no, they're simply friends. And she has stories of what happened that night. Like she apparently said something out loud about how she was really sad. And that's why James like laid his head on her. He's like, oh, you know, like, it'll be okay." They went upstairs, they hung up and then hung out. And then he went home. And Johnny's like, no, they she she cheated on me. Okay. So then Amber Heard starts telling some very easy to be known lies that we've all heard of. Heard's attorney, Elaine, a lot of people I'm referring to as their last name in this, but Elaine, I'm going to use her first name because as many times as I've heard it, I still keep just fucking up her last name and we all know who Elaine is. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm going to use her first name. I'm sorry. But so Elaine said the actress at one point had used makeup to cover up her bruises throughout the relationship with Depp. And we all know this part. So uh, Elaine and Amber start, you know, on the stand talking about this. And she says, this is what Amber carried in her purse for the entire relationship with Johnny Depp. And Elaine holds up a makeup palette for the whole courtroom to see. A Milani Cosmetics Conceal and Perfect all-in-one correcting kit. Why this wasn't the nail in the coffin, I don't know. For real, though. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) There's so many nails in the coffins. Okay. (laughs) So for those of you who maybe are somehow living under a rock and don't know why we're (laughs) laughing at this fucking pathetic excuse of an attempt here. So Milani was like, wait a minute. Hold my fucking purse. (laughs) Amber Heard said that, you know, this is what she used. Okay. Debunk. So Milani Cosmetics released a video on TikTok where they stated that the Conceal and Perfect all-in-one correcting kit that she claimed she used the entire time in the relationship with Johnny Depp, okay, wasn't even mass-produced or in circulation during their relationship. (laughs) 
it wasn't even existence. So she's a time traveler now. Did you know? <laughs> she can travel. <laughs> so the relationship was from 2012 to 2016, right? They said, you asked, let the record show the correcting kit launched in 2017. Oh my God. I loved this. When That's it came embarrassing. Out. When Amber. I came out, I was just like, oh fuck. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's so embarrassing. So Milani's caption was on the video. It went super viral. It clocked up millions of views within the hour. So, you know, that's when Amber is like, well, okay, maybe it wasn't that one, but it was one similar. And now, like, you could tell the foundation started crumbling. That was a big, big hit for Elaine, Amber, uh, Rottenborn, literally all of them. So during her testimony, because I'm sorry, I know I keep like backtracking, but I'll have a thought in the middle of my sentence each time. Everything else at this point was very much he said, she said. And they were like things that like you could almost prove either way. And we just 100% can't tell. But this one, this one we for the first time have 100% perjury. Like we have perjury, an illegal thing that's happening in this massive court thing. And they still didn't tell her to just go home. Nope. Like, nope. Six, six weeks, six weeks. I, I got to keep listening. During the testimony, Heard alleged that Depp was so jealous that she had to avoid doing sexual scenes or scenes of sexual nature for fear of upsetting him. She said that he would allegedly monitor her and it would heighten her awareness of how she dressed, how she acted, the behavior she had, and like even just trying to have sex scenes and stuff. And any film she was considering, she would be very, very nervous of. She claimed she also was different on her social media and everything else now. Are you ready? Are you ready, Kylie? So ready. She has photos of like dudes touching her butt on social media while they're dating and like her being scandalous. So I don't know if she just like forgot to delete those posts when she made this <laughs> claim or what. But also, did she forget about Magic Mike XXL? Did she forget about that? Just literally about <laughs> sex. Because in the final <laughs> dance scene of the 2015 movie, so 2015, while they were still together, she plays Zoe, and in the scene, Herd's character is enjoying a very raunchy dance of a lap dance from Channing Tatum, aka Michael Lane, in the movie, where he's gyrating all over her, and she's like about it and like smacking his ass. That is a nice scene. <laughs> but you can't say that you no. are so nervous to decline certain things and then star in essentially the closest thing to a porno without being a porno movie. Yes, literally. <sighs> Amber, good God, girl, get your shit together if you're going to lie on national television. Well, I guess it wasn't national television. It was crime and law YouTube channel it live been, every day. It would have been national television <laughs> if it was I the 19. Am, I really am sad that national television is not a thing right now and stuff. For this one reason, I would like to know how this and like future upcoming cases. Um, I want to know the numbers compared to old one, like. The O.J. Simpson trial was so big that it is essentially what made Papa John's and Domino's so popular because they did specials because they knew people were sitting at home watching these trials. And they'd be like, if you order during the time the trials on TV, we'll give you 50 percent off your order. You use the code like something that was happening during the trial. They would like give a code out, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, it would be like during the commercials or something. And you would get, you know, parts off your order, free delivery, something like that. And because of that. Their sales skyrocketed bigger than they like ever had ever. And, you know, TV ratings were up. Commercial ratings were up. Things like that. 
because TV was so important back then because we didn't have everything else. Right. And like we we don't get those same numbers these days. And it's just it's it'd be nice. I would like to know because you want to see the data. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I always want to see the data because when I was watching the verdict, I was watching on a certain YouTube channel and it was a live coverage channel. And it's the one I used every day because they had a very good setup of where the cameras were. They would like pause and the well, they didn't like pause. They would just like cut and do timers. So it was very easy for me to deal with that one. It showed how many people were viewing at each point. And it was at like 2 million viewers during the verdict. It ranged between 1.7 million to 2 million the whole time. That doesn't surprise me. And that's just one. Like you have to think that was during normal work hours on a Wednesday afternoon. You have to think about like some people were going to wait and watch it on TikTok. Some people were watching it live on the TikTok channels. Some people were watching it on like actual TV. Some people were watching on internet browsers. So there's over 2 million eyes just on that moment. Yeah. It's crazy. I just want to know numbers. Okay. Sorry for my tangent. I just need data in the world. It makes my happiness. I need to make charts and graphs and things. (laughs) So as that was going on, after the whole her saying the thing about gyrating and sex and stuff, she then testified about one of the fights that her and Depp had allegedly gotten into. Jurors were shown the aftermath of the photos per insider taking photos. And some of the things that you saw were blood soaked bed sheets, broken glass, smashed windows and a picture of a guitar. And the guitar was Johnny Depp's favorite instrument. Everyone knows Johnny Depp plays guitar and it had streaks of blood on it. I'm sorry. I got to get on a tangent one more second. (laughs) Johnny Depp. Did you know he never wanted to be an actor originally? Yeah. I told you this already, didn't I? No, I knew. Okay, he wanted to be a rock star. And he actually plays quite a few instruments. He had moved out and he said he wanted to join bands. He wanted to do music. He originally started doing music and stuff like that. And then he met this man. And this man was like, oh, my God, you should be an actor. You would totally kill it. You should go out for roles. It's an easy way to make money, blah, 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 blah. And then Johnny ended up auditioning for Nightmare on Elm Street and he got it and stuff. Who is that man? Do you think? Who do you think talked Johnny Depp into being an actor? It'll just come full circle and you'll understand why I know this information. Who? Nick Cage. No. <laughs> Is that not the most magical thing you've ever heard? It's amazing. <laughs> if you haven't seen the Nick Cage movie about Nick Cage, it's you should go see ridiculous. it because it's amazing. <laughs> it's just like so stupid in the best way. It's so campy, but it's so like heartfelt. I just I love it. It was pretty cute. So when asked about this whole why is there blood on Johnny's guitar? Things like that. Amber Heard responded with, I've never played the guitar. Well, congrats. TikTok said, want to bet? Oh, God. <laughs> I love the internet. <laughs> so TikTok fans found a clip of Heard strumming a guitar and playing it and singing because in one of her movies, One More Time, which was a Stars digital movie in 2016, she plays guitar in the movie. Girl, like, it's not even like, oh, I can just delete that and it will never be anywhere for anyone to see. But it was in the movie. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, if you're famous, it's very hard to lie because everything you do is on somewhere, something camera. Somewhere. It's saved in the world. Yeah. So archived. She said she then lost count of how many times he would hit her and she claimed photos of her bruises 
were always bruises from Depp and that he would hit her with multiple rings on his hand. She keeps talking about these rings on his hand. Right. Which if you see Johnny Depp, that is a fact. He always has these multiple rings on his hand. Mm -hmm. But have you ever seen these rings and how big they are? You're going to have bruises. Right. Big, gnarly bruises with these. So she claims that he hit her so hard, her tooth went through her lip. But she just forgot to photograph that. Have you ever had that happen? No. Okay. I don't think I have, but I also ferociously bite on my lips on accident because, again, remember, my face is numb, so I I won't notice I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I'll just go to chew something and I clank down on, on the gums and the teeth and the things. You will have a bruised lip even on the outside if you hit that lip hard enough. So even if you're just damaging the inside of your lip, the outside's bruised. So if your tooth is going through your lip, A, I think there might be a scar. But I will say scars are hard to see on lips, so I could understand why you wouldn't see that. But your whole lip is going to be swollen and that whole area. It's but like... It's also so bizarre. Like, why wouldn't you take a picture? If if he's hitting you so many times, yes. Right. She then also claimed this one time when he hit her in the face. I'm not laughing because it's just, you're going to see why I'm laughing. It's so stupid. She's like, yeah, he like broke my nose. And they were like, oh my God, were you covered in like bruises on your nose? And she's like, oh, entirely. And they were like, oh, okay. Because here's a picture of the day after that claim. And she's like, well, yeah, I put makeup on. First off, she's not wearing any makeup in this photo. Clean face, beautiful, clean face. And they were like, uh, oh, and she's like, yeah, I would never leave my house without makeup. Actually, I'm too scared to do that because of all my bruises. Go look at her Instagram, people. She has bruises every fucking day. She bruises like goddamn banana. She's a liar. <laughs> but part two, she said, yeah, you can't tell my nose is broken because I put ice on it immediately. It like if you do that, the swelling goes away instantly. <laughs> Okay. Kylie, let me ask you a question. Have you ever broken your nose? No, I have not. Okay. I'm going to give you a hint as someone who has. The swelling does not go away instantly or the bruising if you put ice on it. No, I know a friend that literally just broke his nose. So hard. Yeah. No, that's not a thing. Because it's smushed. And also, when you truly break your nose, a lot of times under your eyes gets swollen, that like bone under your cheekish area. What's your, I mean, it. (laughs) Not your septum. Like your deviated. Yeah. Septum is fucked up. I feel like it has a name like the filthrum or something, but the filthrum is like over here. Yeah. Yeah. But just like the. It bruises your face. Like, or think of people when. um, It's like your sinuses. Like it's a problem. Like when I was younger, I didn't, I never understood when people that get nose jobs, why their eyes would like turn red and why their whole face would be like a giant bruise almost. But then I realized why like you you do turn into a giant bruise okay so she kept saying like no it's because she put ice on there immediately so you know it it went away while (laughs) cross-examined she said swelling will go away and your nose will heal with ice instantly and they were like you mean from a broken nose and she goes i never said it was broken i just said exactly like being broken (laughs) okay girl All right. So then we started getting to the main testimonies. Depp's testimonies came first. All right. I told you guys I was going to give every single testimony. There is over 50. 
and I will do every single one. I somewhere while making the notes accidentally got people out of order and I just kind of like swapped people like number one and five, number five and six, things like that. So they're like 95% in order. And then I decided after that, I was just going to start numbering them. So I didn't fuck up anymore, but I was already three, four done by then. So I am really sorry if you like watch this, you're like, oh shit, they skipped one. No, I didn't skip anyone. I just accidentally got out of order with my notes and I'm very sorry, but deal with it. <laughs> okay. So first up was Christy Dombrowski, which is Johnny Depp's sister. So she's the first witness called to the stand. She's Johnny Depp's sister and personal manager. She testified saying that Depp had to hide from Miss Heard as he had done from his mother as a child. So, uh, like I did say, I'm going to reclassify this little phrase, like re-testify re it on my own behalf. I am only giving like a one to three sentence summary of what every single witness said. Obviously, Christy was much longer than this. There's a lot more to it, but I am summarizing the genuine, really important facts that you need to know and why they come back later. I'm not going to sit here and break down everything because this would be so long. You guys would get bored with me. So let's move on. But that's so sad. Yes, it is very sad. Part two, Isaac Baruch, an artist and longtime friend of Johnny Depp's, who was a neighbor of Depp and her during their marriage. He recalled his experiences with the pair. He claimed that in May 2016, Heard told him that Depp had thrown a phone at her, but after looking at her, he saw no injuries. And these are all Johnny Depp's testimonies. So keep that in mind, like before you start like being like, ooh, these all make Amber sound bad. That's the point. In a sense there. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Number three, Brandon Patterson. He was the Eastern Columbia building general manager. He appeared via video to confirm the accuracy of approximately 80 different CCTV cameras for the building so that we could verify later, like if Amber and Johnny were the correct people on the on the footage, like what was happening, that he did have all of his cameras set up, that he never tampered with them, all that kind of junk. That's so many cameras. So many. But again, <laughs> famous people. Number four, Gina Duders. Duders was the wife of Depp's employee, Stephen Duders who is his uh, personal manager and uh, just like friend. Her testimony was ultimately struck from the record because a social media she posted was shared with the court, despite it being from January 2021. So I'm just not even going to get into all of her stuff because during trial, you guys aren't allowed to post anything. And they claimed like it was posted too recent. It was posted a year before the trial, but I guess that's right. All right, whatever. She didn't even know. Which, I mean, we'll get into people posting on social media because Amber Heard fucking just straight up says pretty much like, hi, I've been checking socials during court. <sighs> OK, we'll move on. Number five, Kate James. Heard's former assistant, James, appeared in the pre-recorded deposition. She described Heard as belligerent and abusive. She testified that Heard used psychedelic mushrooms, ecstasy and cocaine. Number six, Laurel Anderson. Anderson was who Depp and Heard went to for therapy in 2015. Um, they claimed uh, she claimed that there was mutual abuse during the pair's marriage. She testified that Depp had attempted to de-escalate the violence more than Heard, but they both instigated physical confrontations. Anderson believed Depp and said that he had never been violent with previous partners, but was triggered by Heard 
who would start fights, keep him there rather than letting him walk away to de-escalate the situation. Number seven is Dr. David Kipper. He also appeared in a pre-recorded deposition. God, one of these times I'll get that right. (laughs) Dr. Kipper testified that he had been that he had diagnosed Depp with a number of disorders, including ADHD, bipolar, insomnia, substance dependency and chronic reflux. He confirmed that he had never witnessed violence between Depp and Heard, but saw the aftermath of the incident at the rented house in Australia with the blood and the broken glass around the house. That's the finger incident. Number eight, Debbie Lloyd. She is a nurse who worked with Dr. Kipper, who claimed that Heard and Depp's relationship was toxic. She claimed Heard would instigate arguments with Depp. She also witnessed the aftermath of the incident in Australia in 2015, where she was the one that looked at Depp's severed finger. She described seeing writings on the wall and a destroyed television set. Number nine, Ben King. King was a former house manager of Depp who took the stand and said he heard hysterical sobbing as he entered the house in Australia in March of 2015. He said he saw Depp's doctor, Dr. David Kipper, rummaging through a bin looking for Depp's severed finger. Oh, no. Eventually, King found the finger and put it on ice. That, again, not funny, but, like, the thought of that traumatizing. Right. Number 10, Keenan Watt. Wyatt, sorry. Wyatt was Depp's onset audio technician since the 1990s. He arrived as a character witness for his colleague. Heard had claimed that Depp was abusive towards her on a flight from Boston to Los Angeles, but Wyatt, who was also on that flight, said he never witnessed Depp shout at her, but instead would give her the cold shoulder, according to Wyatt. Side note. The whole thing about Johnny Depp having audio technicians and people talking into his ear and his headpiece the whole time. Did you see all that on the Internet? Mm -mm. I can't disprove this, but don't quote me as a fact on this. They are saying that Johnny's been being fed his lines for most of his acting career. And that's a big part of it is like originally Amber was, I guess, trying to make the point that he did that because he was too drunk to memorize his lines. But also this new information has came out that Johnny is dyslexic, blind in one of his eyes, and then he has something else wrong with his other eye, maybe like colorblind or something like that. And so just memorizing his lines is very difficult for him. Which if that's true, that he's blind and he has dyslexia, the fact that he is a star in so many amazing things is uh, almost like tragically beautiful. Well, and... He probably didn't have someone like that at the beginning of his career. So and people that are trying to disprove that again, I have to bring it back to Corey. Corey, our fucking editor, is a photographer and he is blind in one eye and colorblind and a photographer for a living. Like he he, he takes photos <laughs> that you have to see with two eyeballs that can see color. And he's like, no, nah. fuck that. I'm still going to do it, though. Right. Because he wants to. If you want it, you'll make it happen. Exactly. Eleven was Sean Bett, Depp's security guard. Bett testified that he never seen the couple be violent towards each other, but the relationship did reach the stage of constant arguing and bickering. He is the one that told Johnny to take a picture of his face, though. So he shared images of Depp's injuries taken in March and December of 2015. Number 12, Travis McGurvin. McIrvin was a member of Depp's security team who appeared virtually by testifying that he had seen Amber Heard throw a Red Bull can at Depp, hitting him in the back. 
He also claimed to have seen Hurd spitting, like spitting at death. Number 13, Tara Roberts. Roberts managed Depp's private island. Okay. <laughs> Sharon Pit House of James Franco, but we have our own private island. Why wasn't Pirates filmed there? Right? I have so many <laughs> questions, Depp. So Roberts, also, can that be my job to just like manage a celebrity's private island? Right? Like you probably get to go there. Just, I, oh my goodness. Roberts, who managed Depp's private island, claimed that she had never seen any of the signs of injury on Hurd's head, but once spotted Depp with bruised nose after Hurd threw a can at him and verbally abused him. Under cross-examination, she recalled a time where Depp had fallen face down first out of his hammock, though. His hammock. His hammock. Hammock. Hammock? I'm sorry. Wait, what? Can you say it first? Hammock. 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 Oh my God, no. (laughs) (laughs) You're okay, but like this isn't a tomato tomato thing. Like you're wrong. It is a hammock. The letters are hammock. I'm aware what the letters are. Have you have you been here? This is America. This is English. I speak English. Mostly. Okay, number 14. It's a hammock, guys. Hammock for number 14. Okay. (laughs) Melissa Senez, Tyler Hayden, and William Gatlin. They were on a pre-recorded testimony, and they are LAPD officers. They revealed their account of responding to the May 2016 incident of the Eastern Columbia building involving the couple. Heard had called the police to respond to the scene. So what happened was they got there. They saw no signs of injuries. They couldn't even identify a crime, but Heard was crying and red with emotion and they called her uncooperative. One of the officers, Gatlin, arrived at the penthouse later that day, but he only stayed for two minutes because he saw no signs of injury on Heard. So he's like, okay, this isn't nothing. I'm going to (laughs) leave. Number 15, Dr. Shannon Curry, the forensic psychologist hired by Depp's legal team. Dr. Curry refuted Hurd's claims of PTSD that were stemming from her relationship with Depp. She said Hurd grossly exaggerated the symptoms of PTSD. Curry instead diagnosed Hurd with histrionic and borderline personality disorders. She explained how this disorder is a predictive factor in women who instigate violence against their partner. Number 16, Alejandro Romero. Romero is the doorman at the Eastern Columbia building, and he made notable appearances with pre-recorded videos <laughs> where, <laughs> oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. He's like in his car and he's vaping and then he just like drives off. <laughs> like, during his like, sir, are you driving? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I, there's nothing really beyond that that really <laughs> adds to this whole thing. Johnny's like trying not to laugh. And you have to think about it. If he's just like a doorman, Johnny's probably like, oh, fuck, why do we pick this guy? Right. Like, uh, I know he's going to embarrass me. The fucking doorman. Alejandro, get your shit together. <laughs> so that that didn't get us anywhere. Number 17, Terrence Daughtry. It was another pre-recorded video testimony that discussed the formation of the 2018 op-ed piece written by Heard, which is the focal point of the entire trial, so you can tell this one would be important. Daughtry was the chief operating officer in the American Civil Liberties Union, and he said that his company was involved with conceiving, drafting, and placing 
um, the article, the op-ed article in the Washington Post. Conceiving, drafting, and placing that term. To me, conceiving does not sound factual already. Drafting makes it sound like you're going to keep working at it to get it as emotionally jarring as you want, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Those those three words, um, conceiving, drafting, placing, they don't yeah. seem like the right words to use in that context in a legal term to me. I mean, it just seems odd. So he said supposedly the goal was to capitalize on the campaign for the upcoming Aquaman movie, which Heard was starring in. So he says like this whole thing was Amber just trying to get traction for Aquaman. Number 18, Jack Wiggum. Johnny Depp's talent manager took the stand to describe how Hurd's op-ed had damaged his career financially. As part of his testimony, he revealed what Depp had been paid for for his previous movies, which includes things like $8 million for City of Lies, $10 million for Murder on the Orient Express, $13.5 million for Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald, and then he revealed that Depp had negotiations to receive $22.5 million for Pirates of the Caribbean 6. Obviously, that did not happen. Also, we know that Fantastic Beasts ended up losing those. Those will become important. Number 19, Richard Marks, the founder of entertainment law firm Richard Marks and Associates, assessed the damage done to Depp as a result of the op-ed post. He said the piece created a cancel situation which harmed Johnny Depp's reputation and ability to get work due to cancel culture. We are almost done, guys. So if you're getting bored, don't worry. We're about to the cutoff for today. Number 20, Douglas Benea. He is a founding principal member of the intellectual property consulting firm. He provided evidence on how Depp was perceived in the media and how the public following domestic abuse allegations in 2016 and 2018 were devastating for his reputation. 21, Aaron Filati, Amber Heard's former personal nurse. Filati appeared via a pre-recorded video deposition, and she discussed Heard's history with anxiety and substance abuse. Filati testified that Heard told her of previous bouts of bipolar disorder, attention deficit disorder, eating disorders, anxiety, codependency issues, and occasional insomnia. She spoke of Heard opening up to her about jealousy when being away from Depp in 2014 and 2015, and discussed her heavy use of drugs of in Coachella on May 2016. The poop time. <laughs> the poop. <laughs> no, no, what it is. Number 22, Michael Spindler. Spindler is a forensic accountant who showed his calculations to determine the exact loss of earnings Depp would have suf- had suffered as a result of Heard's actions. So keep in mind, this is done like what is the word I'm looking for? Like a trajectory of what they think he would have earned. Technically box office hits and things also factor into this. So he could have earned more or less. Okay. So Spindler said, I conclude that Mr. Depp suffered lost earnings of approximately $40 million. He calculated the figure based on Depp's roles in Pirates of the Caribbean 6 and his net earnings and Depp's roles for non-franchise films. Which, that sentence to me also makes me think he didn't add any of the Grindelwald films. Um, 
and stuff, which if that, because he plays Grinwald, uh, which if that's the case, the uh, Fantastic Beast films, I'm sorry for calling it Grinwald films, which if that's the case, I wonder if his trajectory is before or after he quote unquote resigned, which if so, right. wouldn't that number be much larger because technically yeah. that was affected because of the allegations as well. Yeah. Number 23, Laura Wasser, a celebrity divorce lawyer. She presented Depp during his split from Heard. She appeared in the pre-recorded video testimonies telling the courts about the events surrounding Heard's filing a restraining order against Depp in 2016. She told the court that before Heard filed a restraining order, her lawyer had sent over letters with demands for Depp. And when they weren't met, that's when the restraining order happened. Interesting. Very. Number 24, Christian Carino. Another talent agent, he represented Depp and Heard previously. He appeared virtually and claimed Heard spent time with her future boyfriend, Elon Musk, in 2016 while still trying to resurrect her relationship with Johnny Depp. He read out loud some texts that he had exchanged with Heard to the court. Number 25, Edward White, which is Depp's business manager. White took the stand to discuss a meeting he had with Johnny Depp in April 2016 regarding uh, Johnny Depp's finance situation. He said the year was challenging for Depp and White urged him to start selling off his properties and reduce expenses at the time. He discussed Heard's demands and the divorce proceedings and he claimed that they started at $4 million, but her demand continuously increased, which in the end we know she got the $7 million. So they, if they started at $4 million, we know that they obviously did increase because she got 7 We only have three more here. For today, which is 26, Starling Jenkins III. Jenkins is Depp's personal chauffeur and security guard. He spoke to the court over a live video link. He recounted a conversation he had with Heard about the infamous defecation in the bed incident. Jenkins said while in the car to Coachella in 2016, the pair, quote, had a conversation pertaining to the surprise she left in the bed. He then heard, he then over listened to Heard say the following (laughs) sentence. (laughs) It was a horrible practical joke gone wrong. Number 27, Malcolm Conley, another bodyguard. He described Heard and Depp's relationships to the court and noted that they changed over time because he claimed Depp went from happy to quiet while Heard went from dominant to demanding. Number 28, Dr. Don Hughes. Hughes is a board-certified clinical and forensic psychologist. The courts were shown that Hughes had notes that she had made about Heard while evaluating her, and she had written that there was intimate partner violence that was triggered by post-traumatic stress disorder due to Heard having PTSD. She also testified that Heard's experienced PTSD symptoms were present while filming Aquaman 2, And during the cross-examination, it was noted that her medical notes referenced the whole James Franco and Elon Musk situation. But we'll we'll get to those. 29, Morgan Higby Knight. Now, (laughs) Morgan Higby Knight is the former Hicksville Trailer Palace owner. It is a luxury desert trailer park, (laughs) which... That Already sounds awesome. It sounds weird, but <laughs> no, so, it sounds awesome. So Johnny and Amber and friends were staying in this Hicksville trailer park where they got into an altercation while on a group retreat in 2013. 
Knight claimed that he saw Amber, who was he witnessed her being jealous and aggressive that day and Johnny cowering away from her. Knight said the room where Depp and Heard fought was relatively like uh, fine. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Amber and them claim this room was destroyed. They like say it was toe up from a flow up, like the craziest thing ever, including Whitney, Amber's sister, said the same thing. And she was part of this. She was there. Now, when Knight had to write up a report, he said the only thing he noticed was a light fixture was messed up and like broken. Knight also like treats these condo slash like trailers like his children. Like he would notice if shit was wrong. So it's kind of like also weird. Now, there are some pictures and things do look awry, but also it looks awry like maybe like a get together party, which it is a retreat. Right. This is also the incident where the whole rearranging the closet thing happened. (laughs) Okay, so Amber had all of her stuff in the closet, but it looked like maybe a closet where uh, it's all like standing racks. And it looks like someone just knocked over the racks and they all tumbled like dominoes. Now, (laughs) some people say Johnny, in a fit of rage, ripped these racks down and was throwing them all over the place and just destroyed the room. Amber, Amber says this. Now, everyone on Johnny's side and stuff all claims he rearranged the closet. If you look at it, it's definitely more than rearranging, but I could also see how if you're moving some and it did domino effect, that these are all going down and you're pissed and you gave up. But at the same time, if Amber is this evil, terrifying person, I could also imagine her being like, no, you fucking didn't do that. Like you knocked them over, go pick them up. And if you're scared of her, you would probably go pick them up. So I don't know this whole situation. This whole thing seems very odd. There were a lot of people in the building and there was a lot of like drinking and like partying and people. So this whole thing just sounds like a fucking fiasco that I don't trust any of it. Party gone wrong. Yeah. And then Amber Heard's lawyers are like, well, wait a minute. Morgan Knight is actually just a huge Johnny Depp fan. And they were like, oh, you're a huge Johnny Depp fan. Like, what movies do you like? He's in. He's like, I literally don't know. I'm actually not even like a fan of his, to be honest. (laughs) He's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to be offensive. And so (laughs) it was like this whole kind of just just funny thing. So that's where we're going to leave off for today. When we pick back up, we're going to start with all the rest of the testimonies because we are only to number 29 right now. And we got to do all the other junk. That's all in this case. So when we start back up, that's the end of Depp's um, witness testimonies. We'll start with Heard's witness testimonies. But because we started talking about them and we want to like end on a lighter note, um, we're going to review some of the funniest parts of the cases so far. So these are obviously like my favorites because I I wrote this. So I'm just going to tell you what I think. Okay, this is my favorite one for sure. Well, I, I will say like my favorite one I already talked about, so I didn't put it in here, but the whole uh, the festivity of ice creams. Yes, <laughs> I love that. So there's this other time where uh, Johnny's being cross examined and the lawyer goes, so you poured yourself a uh, a mega pint of red wine, correct? And Johnny just looks at him and goes, a mega pint. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
a mega pint. <laughs> like that's the term we're using? Is that a legal term, sir? We all love that. Please tell me what a mega pint is. <laughs> I need a mega pint of everything in my life. Right. I need a mega pint of Baja Blast. I need... <laughs> so we all know the infamous, my dog stepped on a bee. Ugh, cringe face. Amber is talking about why her day is so bad. And as she's telling the story, she talks about how while they were camping, the worst part of her day just kept getting worse. And then when they walked out of the 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 tent, her dog stepped on a bee. And like, I guess that cringe face is her supposed to be in like, oh, it was so tragic. But we all know it is just like, Amber, stop. You're a really bad actress. <laughs> um, we all know if you've watched at least one TikTok that hearsay is mentioned a lot. To the point where hearsay is now Johnny Depp's least favorite word, I would claim, potentially, between Heard's lawyers saying it 24-7 every single time he reads something to himself. There's also a part where I think it's said like 12 times in 10 minutes by Camille. It's like, it's a lot. It's funny. I love when he when he comes back and he's like, yeah, that's hearsay, huh? <laughs> or, or the one where he like just stops and he looks at him, he's like, not hearsay and right. then he's like, he's like oh, okay so then and they're like hearsay hearsay and he's like i didn't even fucking start the sentence yet <laughs> how do you know i haven't even <laughs> said anything um i didn't even mention this one but the one where he's reading the text and he's like did i read that right yes yes you did did i read that right yes you did did i read that right the Again. same thing you read the first two times yes mr rottenborn for the third time it's still right he's like okay so so johnny did i read that right and johnny just looks at me he's like it's been right every time. <laughs> Just the sass. Um, another time Johnny is being cross-examined and he says, you sometimes like to drink whiskey in the mornings. Is that right? And Johnny goes, is it happy hour anytime? <laughs> He's not wrong again. Not wrong. <laughs> um, my, my girlfriend's favorite part of this whole trial. I don't know why this is her favorite part, but they're reading aloud these text messages, right? And Johnny Depp is texting Amber and he's very mad and he calls her DJ Maxi. You're not mad after that. Like an officer square head. <laughs> like, I'm not mad after that. I, I got irritated with like not not like real irritated, like jokingly irritated, like Margie, maybe like didn't reply or something when I wanted her to. And so I was like, hey, officer Squarehead reply to me. And she's like, why would you say that to me? Um, he also did say he called her a lesbian camp counselor at that time. Mm, yep. And one of the lawyers does like be like, you know, that's really offensive, right? And he's like, when did I send that text? 2016? It wasn't as offensive back then. Like, I, I would like to state that it's it's pretty offensive now. You're you're right. But I would like to say and also in the message, I called her DJ Maxi pad. Like, can we focus on the other things? Oh, so it's there's a lot of funny parts, which like I hate saying that. But God, there are so, so many, many, so many things. <laughs> so that's where we're going to leave off today. You guys can tell us your favorite funny parts or your favorite intense parts or just talk shit with us do whatever you want you can talk shit about amber you can talk shit about johnny we'll listen either way we will we'll we'll have a chat with you if you stick up for amber like hit, hit us up too we'll talk to you i'm in a um depth versus herd trial group and it has 230,000 some people in it and openly there are about 20,000 people that are herd fans and that and that genuinely wanted her to win and 
I will say I have had some very not not even shitty or rude or anything, but I've had some very interesting conversations with some of them and like why they think what they think and what they do. I mean, granted, I think most of them are wrong, but, you know, more power to each and every one. I have my opinions about both people in this case. I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. You'll learn more about my opinions in part two. Same with Kylie, because we're going to we're going to get the verdict and then we'll tell you guys how we feel about the verdict. And then if you don't care, you can skip over that. (laughs) (laughs) So my sources, I told you guys personally, uh, like I like I did say, I watched every single one. And then for my like earlier stuff before they started dating, I just literally looked up all their stuff. I read all their bios on every single thing. I looked up photos. I looked at all their socials. But I mostly used Crime and Law Network, which is a live coverage on YouTube. And they did save every single video. So you can also go back and watch it. And then after every video, they do a 20 minute summary of every video. But then also they do a long version summary where it's another hour long. I also watched all those. Of course you did. <laughs> so I just, I've, I've watched a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know. I also did download the entire Sun Court transcript of the the court trial and stuff it was it was pretty long I obviously like didn't read it all but I took the things I needed from it and got the original stories so that I could reuse them in this and talk about them more so so you watched a lot I watched a fuck ton bro (laughs) and then I decided that wasn't enough actually side note (laughs) and I went to like two different law uh, TikToks where they would make summaries and they would do the three minute long summaries. And the one they had like, I think it was like seven or 8,000 videos. You're just like scrolling. And I scrolled through every single one. And I did like theirs those for an, there's there. Oh my God, I can't talk anymore. I've talked too long already. I liked theirs though, because they were a lawyer and they would sometimes clarify why things were how they were or like what the, the relevance was. Yes. Yeah. Or why certain things would get um, like overturned and why some didn't, why some hearsays went through, why some didn't, why certain things did get stricken from records. And I liked the way they explained things because even and with everything down, I do like and Michael don't Scott. know. Yeah. They just, they just helped you understand the small things that you might not have gotten if you're just like a normal person, like you or I or yeah. you listening or whatever. Unless you're a lawyer person that's listening. The legal jargon. I mean, I'm pretty fluent in bird law, but that's about the furthest of my... You don't watch that show, so that wasn't funny. The closing notes. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to thank all the most important people that help us make our dreams come true right now. Damon Vukovsky, you gave us our beautiful, wonderful theme song, and we thank you all the time for it because, well, we like it. We also like hum it so like after after we're done recording <laughs> there's like a bit of time where i have to get up and stop the recording and we're like bum 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 <laughs> it is part of who we are now it's like our ongoing theme music for us in our head literally our artwork is done by taylor with lab monkey creative on instagram we thank you all the time for all your hard work you put in because it's never ending because we always want more And also Taylor did help collab with us on our giveaway episode and stuff. And we didn't tell you guys this, but not only did he be the one to announce the winners, he did all the remixing, editing and everything for that episode. And his girlfriend was the was the other voice. Yeah. So not only did Taylor like edit our like our photo things and stuff, Taylor did do that and stuff. And like if we do four one ones. 
Taylor is looking into being our editor and stuff. So like we're going to get more of Taylor's wicked skills up in here also because he's a very, very talented individual. Shout out to Gabby, too. I guess she went to school for theater. Oh, shit. Really? Yes. Actually, I think he did say that. And I don't I because didn't he show us that video? She did so well. Yes. Wow. They're talented for real, though. Editing done by Corey with core.media.photography on Instagram. They are a huge part of the Cryptic Zoo fam, and we always want to say thank you. We also want to give one more giant shout out to Jimmy. He was a ho- host, guest, a guest host. A guest host. <laughs> he was our guest and our fellow host on our last episode with Michael Alec. People really liked that we had a third party to talk about because we did a really heavy topic with what we wanted to talk about. So we broke it up with something that was just like a really cool firsthand experience. And it went really well. You guys understood why we picked what we picked and why we talked about it, how we did. So we want to thank Jimmy for coming on and also just like, um, thanks for knowing a murderer that helped us. (laughs) (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) We have another guest that we're going to bring on in future i'm not going to say near future yet because we do have to solve some technical difficulties we potentially have but also just schedules and stuff but we have another guest that we have that had a situation but this time it's this person was part of the criminal um investigation and stuff so that's not even that's super vague. You guys it's, are going to freak when you figure <laughs> out who this is. It's a lot more interesting than I'm making it sound, but I don't want you guys <laughs> to get your hopes up yet. So I'm just shh, 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 guys. Shh. So thank you guys to all of you. I think I'll finally have time to work on my Sims house. So this weekend, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to follow the Instagram at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. Thank you guys always for leaving reviews, ratings, things like that. It helps us get our name out there. And also it just makes us feel all warm and warm and fuzzy. sparkly inside. <laughs> I couldn't think of fuzzy and I was making the fuzzy yeah, motion. <laughs> sparkles. We feel sparkles. Um, so remember, guys, we want you to subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us. We'll see you for the next episode next Tuesday. By the way, everyone, we realized we threw out the Michael Alec episode which is a episode that is very heavily a a gay episode. And then it turned into gay pride month right afterwards. We are aware that we did that, by the way, we weren't like being sneaky, but we also wanted to do that because Kylie and I are, I almost said we're both on the spectrum. We're both um, on the, in the community. (laughs) (laughs) A little different. (laughs) Kylie and I are both active members of the LGBTQIA plus community. And it is very important to us. So also just this month means a lot to us. And if you guys, you know, ever need a friend, an ear, maybe you aren't out. Maybe you are out. Maybe you want to talk about something. Maybe you have questions about, I mean, Kylie's bisexual and she is in a hetero representing relationship. Ask Kylie questions about that. I am a very late outspoken out of the closet person that genuinely thought I was asexual for 90% of my life and instead found out it's not that I hate sex. I hate men. Turns out (laughs) (laughs) no offense. (laughs) And so, I mean, like there's very different wild things that, you know, our experiences are very interesting. We can talk to you about if you just have 
anything to talk about. This month is all about you guys, anyone in the community, and we're here for you. So definitely, definitely give us a chat this month. If, if this is your first time wanting to chat with us, this is the one to do it. Until then, we'll see you for the next episode next Tuesday. Stay tuned. <laughs> Theme song. I was hoping it wasn't going to come. It did. The side of my foot has been itching this whole time and I can't itch it. You're doing great. You know, like it's that spot.